just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hopefully your day is going well. It's Sunday. Should be a pretty calm day. Probably not a lot of news action. Of course, in yesterday's podcast, we had back by popular demand, Tyler from Canada, not a boomer, 27-year-old kid, but very insightful, very smart, and always a pleasure to talk to him, either in email or on the show, and a lot of you folks wanted to hear him again. So there he was. And he'll be back again. I'm certain of that. Well, we've had a pretty eventful week with all the shit going down, and we're going to talk about a lot of it. I've got some emails to address first. First one comes from Kevin from Connecticut. How are you, Boomer? Feels like a while since my last email. (laughs) <laughs> you should probably check that before you send it. I don't know what that means. How are you, boom? Okay, okay, let me go back. It's just where I put the emphasis. Could have probably used a comma there or something. Anyway, how are you, boomer? Comma. Feels like a while since my last email. Now that makes sense. I've got a question. Sort of hypothetical. We know one of his inner circle informed on him. He's talking, of course, of Donald Trump and the documents. Then he says, what if Ivanka or whoever, insert Fredo, saw he hosted the Saudis and also was privy to him trying to sell American secrets to Saudi Arabia or Putin or one of his dictator buddies? If that's the case, then he's done. Maybe the next prosecutor will not wait now that his proverbial ass is grass just a thought. And you make a good point, Kevin. The fact of the matter is we know there was an informant inside the house. There's a lot of speculation as to who that could be. Some people say Mark Meadows. Some people say Ivanka. Some people say Jared Kushner. It could be any one of those folks. And one of the reasons they might have been an informant against Donald Trump is because they're either seeing where this is going or they're getting pressure themselves. I mean, somebody like Jared Kushner, he is a slimy son of a bitch. His dad was in jail. He'll probably do some time in jail. And it wouldn't be beneath him to throw Donald Trump under the bus. I mean, after getting that $2 billion from Saudi Arabia, maybe he will. he's thinking that that deal, that Donald Trump was no doubt involved, had something to do with those documents. Maybe he's trying to buy his way out of prison by sending it all Donald Trump's way. I'm really having a strong feeling that if he is selling documents, Donald Trump, it's Saudi Arabia. That's where the fresh money is coming from. And we know that Jared Kushner got $2 billion from the Saudi government, the crown prince, for no apparent reason. I mean... Jared Kushner has no track record as a money manager. He's only worked for his father-in-law and his dad. $2 billion is a lot of money, even for the uh, Saudi government and the crown prince. You don't just give a guy $2 billion and 
well, unless there's something else involved. And I said that in the beginning, that you can bet that Donald Trump is looking to get a taste from that $2 billion, if not a large portion of it. Now we may be seeing exactly why he got that $2 billion. And I tell you what, this will all come out. We will find out. They are going to dig deep on this one. Next one, uh, the next email, Mabuhe Mike. That is a uh, foreign term, obviously. I don't know what it is because I, you know, I barely speak English. But this comes from a woman by the name of Moon. She's written before. Thanks to you, I keep faith in A.G. Garland when everyone was in despair that nothing was going to happen to the Trump crime family. Carry on, your West Coast Mexipino fan, Moon. Well, thank you, Moon. I got to be honest, too. When I was looking at A.G. Garland, uh, there were times when I questioned it. I mean, I knew everything was so serious and so bad. And I know it takes a while to get through the process when it comes with the legal system. Especially when you're dealing with a former president, you've got to get it right. And it seems like now A.G. Garland, Attorney General Merrick Garland, is uh, kicking things up a notch. It sounds like he's gotten where he needs to go, and now he's hot on the trail of Donald Trump. So we might on tra- be on track to uh, get some of this shit done. And I know a lot of folks thought he would never do anything and the DOJ would never do anything. And sometimes they frustrated me because I hate that negativity. And it wasn't that I'm some great prognosticator. It's just that I knew that there was just too much bad shit, stuff we've never seen before in our history. So to compare it to something else in history didn't make a lot of sense. Um, The fact of the matter is, is that as much as there's a problem with indicting a former president, not indicting a former president uh, tried to overthrow our government and tried to sell top secret documents to adversarial countries, that might be even more troublesome. That may cause more problems. So I'm not surprised that we are where we are. I'm glad people are finally seeing some action out of the uh, Attorney General and the Department of Justice. We'll see how this progresses, but it certainly looks bad for Donald Trump. I don't know how he even gets out of this. I think it's far worse than we even know because there's a lot of information we don't know. We don't know what the documents are about. And uh, we don't even know what's been done with those documents since he's had them. I mean, he's had them for 18 months. He's got the mind of a child. Do you really think he sat on those for 18 months and was waiting for the right time to do something with them? Fuck no. He was doing something with them the moment he got them into Mar-a-Lago. So there's no telling how much damage he's done at this point. All right. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time emailer. If these broadcast news organizations knowingly disseminate untrue information under the umbrella of Infotain News and not have disclaimers throughout the program, it seems to me that they are a direct threat to public health. Let me date myself. If I go down to my local radio shack, grab all the parts I need for a ham radio, build it, turn it on and key the mic, and don't have whatever piece of paper I need, 
I would have the FCC police with a radio triangulation triangulation van kicking in my door. But this is okay. Any thoughts? Now, I understand what you're, what you're saying there. Um, here's what you have to understand. And I, I don't know everything there is to know about this. But many years ago, we had something called the Fairness Doctrine. That's where everybody had to be measured and fair. And if somebody said something on the air, you had to offer equal time. Well, they got rid of that. That's not there anymore. So the um, regulations on television and radio are far slacker than they once were. And here's the part I really don't understand. FCC does deal with broadcast communications, right? And the thing is, cable news is really not broadcast. It's like live streaming on cable. I think they do have some purview over the cable news now. They didn't at first when it was new. I think they do have some. But but the fact of the matter is the criteria uh, for journalism, there is no journalism anymore, or just TV in general, has been so much looser than it ever was. I mean, we go back to the old days when I was a young boy and watching Dick Van Dyke, watching it and having fun with it because it was hilarious. Even then, in the 60s, they made Rob and Laura Petrie sleep in separate beds, which was a tragedy because Mary Tyler Moore was hot as fuck. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding. She was pretty hot. But but that's my point. Back in the day, it was much more stringent. Nowadays, it's so loose, you can do almost anything on the air. I will tell you this. In my days in the radio business... I had to get some licensing to be on the air. I had to get a third-class radio telephone license. That was kind of required. But when I got into my later teen years, they had some classes that were free that allowed me to get my first-class radio telephone license. Now, basically what that meant, you were able to work for a directional radio station. Theoretically, you could fix transmitters, but I had no business fixing transmitters. Short time after that, they made it an easy thing to get. You just got the card. <clears throat> and so all that work I put in really meant nothing. But it didn't matter because I didn't really have uh, any of the skills needed to use whatever authority I had by having the first class license. That said, you know, the big thing that was hanging over your head when you were on the radio was if you swore. Now, if you swore on a broadcast radio station, theoretically back then, it was a year in jail and a $10,000 fine. That's pretty substantial for a 17-year-old kid, so you were very careful about swearing on the air. Now, I know there were circumstances where people did swear on the air and they didn't go to jail or get a fine for $10,000, so I don't know how strict they were with those rules. That said, all the rules have been far less stringent now that we're 2022, and should there be something done? Absolutely. It's like going back to your First Amendment rights. You can say whatever you want, but there will be consequences for some things you say, like screaming fire in a theater. So, yeah, there should be some things, but 
Nowadays, it looks like everybody gets away with everything. I mean, Donald Trump was president of the United States, broke any number of laws. Just in the Mueller report, there were 10 occasions of obstruction of justice, but by virtue of him being a president, he got away with it. I think laws need to be better regulated. I need They need to be better enforced, and um, people just get away with a lot of shit. So if your question is, should they be tougher on those people? Yes, they should. Are they going to be tougher on those people? No, they're not going to be tougher on them. I agree with you, but it's never going to get fixed. All right, this next one, this last one comes from Deborah from California. She says, good morning, Mike. I said good because she's got about seven O's in there. I absolutely love your podcast and watching you on TikTok. Quick question, wouldn't 45 be up to the same fate the Rosenbergs had? What he did is far, far worse than the traitor couple. He was a former occupant of the White House for Pete's sake. He doesn't deserve protection or the respect and care former POTUSes earned. No one is above the law. Trial by military and execution are the proper thing to do, in my opinion. Who did he sell our secrets to? Can't wait to see the results of the fingerprint scan and those documents. Also, we need to have Ivana's grave checked for more evidence. He has proven he's the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Thoughts? Well, I concur. I concur. Let, let, let's talk about this Ivana thing. I keep getting a lot of people saying, well, he buried a bunch of this stuff in Ivana's grave on his golf course. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not that he wouldn't have thought of it, but here's the deal. The moment he buries it in the grave then it's worth nothing to him. He likes to show this stuff around. He likes to send off copies. If it's in the grave, he really can't do much with it. And if he makes copies of it and puts the originals in the grave, he still has the information in his possession. I don't see why he would put it in the grave. I don't see that as a likelihood. I mean, it's a fun story, and people are saying, yeah, it must have happened. But logically, it makes no sense. It makes no sense because then uh, uh, at that point, if he's going to do that and put it in the grave, he might as well fucking burn it. It's much safer to burn it. So I don't I don't think that's what happened. In uh, as far as the Rosenbergs, people may remember way back when was I don't know if it was in the 40s or 30s or whatever. This couple was passing nuclear um, information on to the Russians and uh, they got arrested, and I think they were both put in the electric chair and died. I don't think we do that anymore. I know maybe we do. It's been a long time since there's been like a military or a governmental execution. Um, (laughs) There have been executions of various states, of course, for murderers and that sort of thing. But in this situation, I don't think you're going to see anybody get executed. Should he get executed? Absolutely. He tried to overthrow our government. And if in turn he's also trying to sell um, 
nuclear documents to our adversaries. If there was ever a reason for somebody to be executed, it would certainly be the case of Donald Trump. I just don't think in this day and age we're going to see something like that. Should he? Yeah, probably. Will he? Doubt it. To be perfectly honest, it's going to be tough to put him in jail, and for the longest time, I didn't think they would. But here's the thing. These are two very egregious crimes that were meant to damage this country. He has to be dealt some serious punishment. Now, what honestly could happen is they'd lock him down someplace where he lives with his Secret Service so they could protect him, but keep him in that place for an extended period of time. That would probably drive him just as nuts. It would be better than being in jail, and it would be more logistically easy for the government to do than putting him in jail. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Here's what I do know. When it's all said and done and the Manhattan District gets done, his company is going to be gone. When he gets exposed for the treasonist or seditionist things he did to this country, people are going to be walking away for him. He's going to be a broke-ass, no-friend-having pariah in this country. And that will be a punishment that he will have a lot of troubles dealing with. Here's an interesting story, and it has a lot of ramifications. One of former President Donald Trump's attorneys signed a letter in June asserting that there was no more classified information stored at Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence, according to two sources familiar with the matter. Now, the letter signed by the attorney raises fresh questions about the number of people who may have legal exposure in the ongoing investigation into the handling of classified materials from Trump's time in the White House. So this lawyer signed a paper, sent it to the DOJ and the National Archives, and said there is no more top-secret documents. Yet, when they went in for the search, they pulled out 12 more boxes with many top secret and above documents. So this lawyer just lied to the DOJ, and that is not good. That is a crime, and uh, that person could be implicated. But what you need to understand is, you know, everybody's pointed at Donald Trump, and yes, he is the bottom line when it comes to these crimes, but Donald Trump didn't pack the boxes. He didn't move the boxes. He didn't hide the boxes. He didn't keep an eye on the boxes. There were a lot of people involved in this, and all of them will be exposed, and all of them will pay some consequences. So it's going to be a regular shit show with those people for Donald Trump, Donald Trump himself and everybody around him. Now, the probe reached a dramatic heights earlier this week when the FBI executed a search at Mar-a-Lago. The agents moved 11 sets of classified documents, some of which were marked as top-secret SCI, one of the highest levels of classifications. The inventory list contradicts the attorney's letter completely. The removal of the classified information after the letter was was sent, could explain why prosecutors cited an obstruction law in their search warrant request. And here's what you need to know about obstruction of justice, which would be exactly what this is. That's a 20-year sentence on the high end. So 
that's uh, that's pretty significant. The sources did not identify when the letter was signed or by whom. It was part of an ongoing correspondence with the Department of Justice over the issue. Now, if you see some of Donald Trump's lawyers on TV, you see one thing about them. The one qualification these lawyers seem to have, at least the ones I've seen on TV, they all appear to be women and they all appear to be very attractive. That doesn't suggest they're good lawyers. In fact, I'm guessing they're not because Donald Trump at this point has pretty much burned every bridge he's ever had with lawyers. He hasn't paid a lot of lawyers, so he's got to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get lawyers to represent him. Now, CNN previously reported that that following a June meeting at Mar-a-Lago, where justice officials left with classified information, investigators developed evidence, including from a witness that led investigators to believe there was still more classified information in documents stored at the complex. Court documents unsealed and released on Friday identify three federal crimes that the DOJ is looking at as part of the investigation. And these are some serious crimes. There is the Espionage Act, Obstruction of Justice, and Criminal Handling of Government Records. All of these have serious penalties. The inclusion of these crimes indicated that the department had probable cause to investigate those offenses as it was gathering evidence in the search. No one has been charged with a crime yet, but I guarantee you somebody will. The June meeting included Trump lawyers Evan Corcoran, Christina Bob, and federal investigators, including Jay Bratt. Now, that's an interesting name that would be involved here and should have been a tip-off to us. He is the chief of the counterintelligence and export control section at the Justice Department. A separate source maintains that Trump representatives told investigators in June uh, that Trump had declassified all the documents. Yeah, well, it doesn't work that way. There's a lot of steps to declassifying documents. Trump spokesperson Taylor Butowich said in a statement to CNN, just like every Democrat fabricated witch hunt previously, the water of this unprecedented and unnecessary raid is being carried by media willing to run with suggestive leaks, anonymous sources, and no hard facts. Well, that's not true, but it's amazing that they would be appalled by something like this when that's the very thing they did to Hillary Clinton. The National Archives charged with collecting and sorting presidential material has previously said at least 15 boxes of White House records were recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort, including some that were classified. The warrant released Friday capped an unprecedented week that began with a search of the former president's home, an evidence-gathering step in a national security investigation. The FBI search at the resort in Palm Beach, Florida, on Monday was followed by days of silence from the Justice Department, as is the department's normal practice for ongoing investigations. You see, what could have happened is they went in and did their search, went out, and they would have never said anything. We may never have known about it, or at least not known about it for a while, if not for Donald Trump, not able to shut his mouth, 
and put out on True Social that he was being raided. That's what he said. He said he was being raided. A lot of people want to argue semantics. Was it a raid? Was it a search? You can look at it either way. And as I've told people, when they call me out on it, it doesn't fucking matter at this point what you call it. A lot of shit was found. The important factor is what was found, the amount that was found, and more importantly, what has he already done with it? Then on Thursday, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the department had moved to unseal the search warrant and two attachments, including an inventory list, but also stressed that some of the department's work must happen outside of public view. We do that to protect the constitutional rights of all Americans and to protect the integrity of our investigations, Garland said, while explaining that he would not provide more detail uh, about the basis of the search. Trump's legal team had agreed to release the historic search warrant early Friday, the Justice Department told a federal court. So we got to see what was in it. We didn't get to see what was on the documents, but we got to see uh, a certain type of documents. Now, I had one poster, somebody who posted on TikTok, and they said this, and, I, you know, the ignorance of people out there is just amazing. They said, well, if it was so secret, why did the Wall Street Journal have all this information they put out? If it's so secret that nobody can see, why did the Wall Street Journal see it? Well, they did not see it. They saw what everybody else saw, a list of types of documents, not the specifics on the documents. And if you want to go conspiracy theory, why would Wall Street Journal have access to it early? when they're owned by Rupert Murdoch, for Christ's sake. I I get so tired of the stupidity and the ignorance of the people out there. It's just truly fucking amazing. Truly fucking amazing. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So as soon as news comes out that Donald Trump stole top secret documents and brought them to Mar-a-Lago, he immediately goes into his normal course, and that is to distract, divert, or spin mode. And it doesn't matter what he says. Usually it's pretty ridiculous. And on this occasion, it's particularly pathetic. Former President Donald Trump's response to the federal raid on his Mar-a-Lago home this week ricocheted from conspiracy to whataboutism. First, he suggested the FBI could have planted top-secret material it found at his South Florida residence. Then he shifted the focus to his predecessor. He said Barack Obama, whom he said had done the same thing, only worse, a claim that the National Archives went out and said, yeah, that's bullshit. Basically, what happened is the National Archives and another records organization did take some of Obama's documents out. None of them were classified, and I don't know if it's for his library or what it's for, but it was 
perfectly above board. It wasn't illegal and was nothing in comparison to what Donald Trump did. So it's just more bullshit. Now, Trump appears to have landed on an old standby claiming victimhood because that's what narcissists do. They're always the victim because he supposedly didn't do anything wrong to begin with. He had already declassified everything that had been taken to Mar-a-Lago. Trump argued on Truth Social that the the platform he founded after being kicked off Twitter on Friday evening, Trump's can't sent a statement to Fox News elaborating on that defense. And it goes like this. As we can all relate to, everyone ends up having to bring home their work from time to time. American presidents are no different, the statement read. (laughs) What's ironic about this, it's common knowledge that Donald Trump never fucking reads. When he saw these documents for the first time while he was in the White House, no way did he fucking read these things. So the idea that he just took them home from work so he could do some homework, that's absolute bullshit. Everybody knows it's bullshit. Now, they continued, President Trump, in order to prepare for work the next day, often took documents, including classified documents, to the residents. He had standing order the documents removed from the awful office and taken to the residents were deemed to be classified the moment he removed them. Trump has not held the job of president of the United States, however, in more than 18 months, a point the statement did not seem to address. First of all, let's just say this. You can't declassify things by waving a magic wand. And while he might have brought them to the White House residence, he still had to bring them all the fucking way down to Florida to Mar-a-Lago. Although presidents can declassify certain information, there is a formal process for doing it, and it is not clear whether Trump followed it. Additionally, it appears unlikely he held the authority to to uh, declassify some of what was potentially contained in the documents, like information on spies and nuclear weapons. The Washington Post reported earlier this week that there was information on the U.S. nuclear arsenal among the materials at Mar-a-Lago. Of course, Trump called it a hoax, like he calls everything a hoax. Presidents are required to turn over documents to the National Archives under the 1978 Presidential Records Act, an act that they created because of Richard Nixon. But the National Archives was reportedly aware for months that Trump had been skirting those rules over a dozen boxes of documents that were recovered earlier this year. Now, Attorney General Merrick Garland suggested this week that authorities search Trump's home and office because they exhausted other options to recover what appears to be highly sensitive information. Donald Trump, of course, went out there and said, I don't know why they had to raid my house. All they had to do is ask for them and we would give them to him, which is absolute bullshit. They have been asking him for these documents. I mean, the fact is they asked him for the documents. They went down and got 15 boxes. When they got them back home, they said, you know, we're still missing some shit. And then, of course, as I pointed out in the previous story, um, Donald Trump and his lawyers said, yep, there's no more classified shit here. 
But then when they went down to conduct the search, of course, there was more classified documents. Here's another thing you need to know about the documents. There is a process for declassifying him. He doesn't have the power of a king and just say, it is, so it shall be. He can't do that. There is a process. There has to be some documentation. Some people have to know about it. And most importantly, if you look at those documents and they have been declassified, at the top of the page where it says top secret or classified or whatever or secret, that has to be crossed out or taken off. And I'll guarantee you the documents that were picked up in this raid had not had that done. It's real easy for him to say that he declassified them, but he has no documentation, nothing proving that that is true. He's just pulling this out of his ass because he's scared to death, he's flailing, and he's taking a shot at anything, hoping something will stick to the wall. Attorney General Merrick Garland suggested this week that authorities search Trump's home and office because they exhausted other options to recover what appears to be highly sensitive information. I wanted to reread that again because Donald Trump says it would have been easy. We would have just handed it to him. Well, they asked for him. They asked again. They negotiated with him. They sent him a subpoena. He ignored the subpoena. So they were left with no other option but to go down there, execute a search warrant, and get the shit out of there. As much as Donald Trump said he was more than willing to comply, he was not. And this shouldn't be a surprise to us, given all the times before that he wasn't willing to comply to subpoenas or depositions or anything like that. This isn't fucking new. Now, some of these documents described as various classified TS, top secret, or um, SCI documents using the abbreviation for sensitive compartmented information. Such information is supposed to be viewed in a special secure facility called a SCIF, which is in the White House and, and, and in the Capitol as well. You can't, you can't even take them to the Oval Office and read them. You've got to read them inside this skiff. Now, if, Trump, if, if Trump truly had a standing order to declassify anything he took home, it was not made public, and it needed to be. Trump allies have argued that the classification status of these materials was probably nothing more than a clerical error. Oh, of course. Trump declared the documents to be declassified, but they were never formally marked that way. Conservative attorney Jonathan Turley told Fox News on Friday that the end of Trump's term was a very chaotic time with a capital attack and all controversies. The the Trump administration may not have had time to go through the usual process. Well, unfortunately, you need to go through the process just because you were tight for time. And let's be honest, when he left the White House, he was no longer the president. He was a former president. So he probably doesn't have the protection he thinks he has. Cash Patel, a top Pentagon staffer and Trump advisor, similarly told Breitbart News that the markings were never updated, which they needed to be. Patel claimed he was there with Trump when he said, we're declassifying this information. 
What 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 is uh, Donald Trump just sitting there in a wizard costume with a wand saying, "You are hereby declassified." Sorry, Donnie, that's not going to cut it. A former FBI special agent, Asha Rangapa. I think I pronounced that correctly, and actually Tyler brought that up, brought this woman up yesterday because he follows her on Twitter or something. She explained how the declassification process was supposed to work in a series of tweets that emphasized the effect it has on national security. The process, she argued, ensures the federal agencies can make the correct preparations. And you got to kind of let people know that you're doing this. The FBI search warrant for Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence shows the former president is under investigation for possibly violating the Espionage Act. That's a serious fucking crime. This is a crime that no president has ever been investigated for. In fact, no president has ever had their residence searched. The search warrant, which a federal judge unsealed Friday at the request of the Justice Department, also states Trump is being investigated for potentially removing or destroying records and obstructing an investigation. These are all very serious crimes and far more serious than what we thought they might be talking about, and that was the Presidential Records Act. This is way beyond that shit. All of those crimes may be punished with fines, or imprisonment. And something like obstruction, we're talking like about 20 years. Now, a list of documents the FBI gathered from Trump's Florida home reported that some of the documents collected were marked various classified TSSCI documents. It's an acronym for Top Secret and Sensitive Compartmented Information, as I pointed out earlier. Now, these are the highest classified documents you can get in our government. They are the most sensitive. They are so sensitive that even if they exposed what the documents were about, no media outlet, nobody in government could tell us what it was. It's that serious and that potentially damaging to our country. The Espionage Act was established in 1917 to prohibit anyone from obtaining defense information with the possible intent of using it against the U.S. or to further the interest of a foreign country. Twenty boxes were taken in total. Actually, I think it was 27, including 11 marked with various degrees of classification. The list also denoted binders of photos, a handwritten note, the executive grant of clemency for Trump's campaign advisor, Roger Stone, and information about French President Emmanuel Macron. No further information about the materials was included. So, I mean, here's what you've got to understand. He broke some laws. By virtue of taking those documents, or any documents for that matter, out of the White House is a crime. At the very least, it's about uh, the Presidential Records Act. That carries a one-year jail term, a $100,000 fine, and you can no longer ever run for office again. But now they've ramped it up a bit because now we're talking about top-secret documents. 
And the question is, why would he have those? We know he doesn't read. Why would he have those? There is really no earthly reason he would have them unless, of course, he was going to use him, use them for his personal benefit, either by selling the information or using that information as leverage. And I don't need to tell you, that is fucking highly illegal. That is sedition, and he's fucking done if they prove that he's done that. Now, Donald Trump's possession of the documents marked with top-secret classification at Mar-a-Lago was the focus of another bombshell report published online by the New York Times. Now, last year... um, Last year, officials with the National Archives discovered that Mr. Trump had taken a slew of documents and other government material with him when he left the White House at the end of the tumultuous term in January 2021. That's when they started talking about the Presidential Records Act. Maggie Haberman and Glenn Thrush reported Mr. Trump returned 15 boxes of material in January of this year. When archivists examined the material, they found many pages of documents with classified markings and referred the matter to the Justice Department, which began an investigation and convened a grand jury. We didn't even know about that grand jury. But they put together a grand jury because they felt it was that important. Now, apparently there was a subpoena sent in the spring demanding the return of the classified public records, which they ignored. On June 3rd uh, at Mar-a-Lago, Jay Bratt, the top counterintelligence official in the DOJ's National Security Division, visited Mar-a-Lago. And that should have been a tip-off to us because... If you're sending somebody who's head of counterintelligence, we're not talking about the Presidential Records Act. We're talking about uh, stealing documents and making these documents available to other adversarial countries. That's how serious this is. Brad and his team left with additional material more classified and around that time also obtained the written declaration from a Trump lawyer attesting that all material marked classified in the boxes had been turned over. But they hadn't. See, that's where the problem comes in. The person who signed that letter is going to have some serious fucking heat from this. The Justice Department also subpoenaed surveillance footage from Mar-a-Lago recorded over a 60-day period, including views from outside the storage room, according to a person briefed on the matter. The footage showed that uh, after one instance in which the Justice Department officials were in contact with Trump's team, boxes were moved in and out of the room. So they were purposely trying to hide these things. And that's not going to bode well for them when it comes to an indictment. That activity prompted concern among investigators about the handling of the material. It is not clear when precisely the footage was from during the lengthy back and forth between the Justice Department officials and Mr. Trump's advisors, or whether the subpoena to Mr. Trump seeking additional documents had already been issued. I mean, already these fucks are looking guilty. 
This is going to be a far bigger thing than I think a lot of people understand. I think the DOJ knows a lot more than we know. And this may be more egregious and more blatant and more damaging, not only to Donald Trump, but to this country. And if that is the case, they have no choice but to deal with him very harshly. And not only him, those people around him that helped him do this. Now, when they said they were moving these documents, they didn't say Donald Trump did it. It was some lackey or some advisor or somebody in and around Donald Trump's circle. All of this sounds sketchy, and all of this sounds problematic, and the DOJ is going to have to figure this out. Now, during an appearance on MSNBC's The Cross Connection yesterday, former federal prosecutor Glenn Kirshner, who I like, he's on TikTok, served notice to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy that he will regret ordering an investigation of Attorney General Merrick Garland should the Republican Party take control of the House in 2022. Speaking with host Tiffany Cross, Kirshner didn't hold back accusing the Republican leader of political thuggery in the service of a former president. Now, I know a lot of people are worried that uh, all this stuff going on with Donald Trump will just go away should the Republicans win the House in November. That's not true. It's not even close to true. Once it's in the hands of the DOJ, there's no going back. No member of Congress or no group in Congress can stop them from going forward once they have it. And that's why it's crucial that all of these things get to the DOJ before the midterms in case something happens and the Democrat loses power. But once it's with the DOJ, it won't go away. No matter what happens, they can't stop it. At the very least, after the midterms, even if the Republicans get it, they still have Joe Biden in the presidential office, and they still have Merrick Garland as the attorney general. For two years, they're going to sort this thing out. Guaranteed, there's going to be a ton of indictments. Now, after MSNBC played audio, McCarthy claimed that he intends to go after Garland in light of the search of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort, which resulted in FBI agents reclaiming stolen documents. But people have gotten a little quieter now that the whole thought process came out that there might be some documents for nuclear weapons. Now, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, and all those dumb fucks are still going to be yapping away. They're going to still be yakking and yakking. But people like Kevin McCarthy with more to lose or some of these higher-ups in the House of Representatives or the Senate, they're going to back off this shit. They really have no choice because they're setting themselves up to be embarrassed. Kevin McCarthy is engaged in political thuggery. That's all this is, Kirshner bluntly stated. He threatened the attorney general by saying, you better clear your calendar and preserve your documents. Kirshner went on to say, guess what, Kevin? Attorney General Merrick Garland and everybody at the Department of Justice preserves their documents every day. It is what I did for decades inside the Department of Justice. Just because Donald Trump's Department of Justice didn't do it doesn't mean normal folks, regular folks, reasonable folks don't do it anyway. 
So you can make these threats all you want, but you're only doing it to try to appease Donald Trump or the trump fucks that follow him. Nobody with half a brain is listening to anything you fucking say. Do you know who does not preserve documents, he continued? Donald Trump and his criminal associates. Instead, they steal, and let's call it what it is. They steal documents from the White House because none of these documents, setting classification aside, should have been taken from the White House and whisked away to Mar-a-Lago. They should have been sent over to the National Archives to be cataloged. It's again what I said before. You don't even take documents. I mean, even if it's a, even if it's a quick note from Donald to Ivanka, a handwritten note, he can't legally take it. So the moment he took them out of the White House, he broke the law. The moment he lied to the DOJ that he'd given them all the classified documents, he broke the law. The fact that he has possession of these highly top secret documents. He broke the law. These are all clear, black and white crimes that Donald Trump committed. Kirshner went on and said, Kevin McCarthy has nothing left but hollow threats, political thuggery, and he has been on the wrong side of every argument since a couple of days after January 6th when he had a spasm of candor and good judgment and said Donald Trump is responsible Uh, And that's how he concluded it. Well, he said that originally because he'd just been under the gun with the uh, Trump Fox charging the Capitol. But then after that, uh, he went down, he talked to uh, Donald Trump, and he changed his tune. Does Donald Trump have something on Kevin McCarthy? Or is Kevin McCarthy just such a sycophant that he can't help but uh, save Donald Trump from whatever and be willing to lie about it. Now, two high-ranking House members are asking for a national security damage assessment of the documents the FBI seized from Mar-a-Lago, according to a letter sent to the Director of National Intelligence on Saturday. And this is important. I think people are presuming that Donald Trump had these documents in Mar-a-Lago, and we were lucky. We caught him just in time before he did anything with them. I don't think that's true. Donald Trump is like a child. He's had these documents for 18 months. I guarantee you he did something with them. He sold some of them. He showed people these things, and that is specifically a high crime. So what's now going to have to happen is they're going to have to look in this and try to determine if he did any of those things and what kind of damage it did to this country. So there is going to be a damage assessment. The FBI seized highly sensitive documents in their search. A lot of these were titled top secret. And and it goes back to you know what we're saying. He thinks he can just wave his magic wand and say, Um, everything's declassified. He can say that all he wants, but um, that's not true. 
Donald Trump is a liar. And the people that follow what he says and parrot what he says are also liars. They know better than that. Former President Trump's conduct has potentially put our national security at grave risk, Representative Adam Schiff and Carolyn Maloney said in a letter to Avril Haines, the Director of National Intelligence. The unauthorized disclosure of top-secret information would cause exceptionally grave damage to our national security. In addition, at least one report indicates that FBI's investigation focused in on part on highly classified documents relating to nuclear weapons, which are among our nation's closely guarded secrets. If this report is true, it is hard to overstate the national security that could emanate from the reckless decisions to remove and retain this material. Now, as much as we want Donald Trump put away, want him indicted, want him tried, and want him jailed for all this stuff, even after we do that, the kind of damage that Donald Trump created could affect us for decades, could be incredibly dangerous right now. But this is Donald Trump. He only wants what he wants. He only wants to benefit himself, and he doesn't care what bridge he burns, what earth he scorches, or who he takes advantage of. The unfortunate thing for Donald Trump, he made one big mistake. He committed these egregious crimes. And the DOJ, as much as they may not want to indict a former president, they really have no choice at this point. Donald Trump, if anything, deserves to be indicted and tried. Let's look at the facts. Over and above all his business dealing problems and all this stuff, he was part of the driving force behind the Trump Lefucks trying to overthrow our government. That's going to come out in the further uh, January 6th hearings. That's one separate problem. and He's got an investigation and a grand jury with the DOJ looking at that. But then when you throw in on top of it that he may have been passing top secret documents to adversarial countries, I mean, what's a motherfucker got to do to get arrested? What's a motherfucker got to do to get put in jail? He tried to overthrow the government, and he's trying to give comfort and help to our enemies. That is treason. That is sedition. I don't care what the fuck you call it. Somebody said to me, it's not treason unless we're in the middle of a war. Okay, let's not call it treason. Let's call it sedition. But one thing we can throw out there that is without a question true, Donald Trump is a traitor. Anybody that supports Donald Trump is a traitor. And traitors need to be dealt with quickly and harshly. There is no greater criminal in this country than those criminals that want to destroy our democracy, overthrow our government, and turn this into a fascist state. And that's exactly what Donald Trump did. There's no question about it. All the facts are laid out there. And if anybody thinks Donald Trump's not going to get an indictment out of this, you're fucking crazy. He's definitely getting an indictment. If he doesn't get an indictment, that will damage this country. As much as Mer- uh, Merrick Garland may want, not want to do it, he really has no choice. 
There's a lot more to the story that we don't know, and it's probably more egregious and more frightening than we can even imagine. But Merrick Garland knows, the DOJ knows, and they are going to have to react. And if they don't react, all that information will come out at some point, and there will be a lot of heat from the citizens of this country. Make no mistake, Donald Trump is going to get indicted. He is going to stand trial. Will he go to jail? I don't know. But he will be destroyed for life. He will be done. He will not live the lifestyle he lived at one time. Donald Trump is fucking done. You can take that to the bank. All right, we're going to wrap up the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, sit and listen. I hope you have a great Sunday, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.